0: This is WLRN News, I'm Luis Hernandez, and this is the Latin America Report. Colombia is in its third week of anti-government unrest, sparked largely by economic hardships. At least 42 people have been killed in the protests. Major cities like Bogotá and Cali are experiencing food and fuel shortages because of road blockades. And Colombia's government is facing international criticism for the police's excessive use of force against demonstrators. There could also be political fallout in South Florida. The largest Colombian expat community in the U.S. is here. Both Republican and Democratic politicians are weighing in on Colombia's turmoil, not just as a foreign policy issue, but as a domestic debate as well. Joining me now to talk about that is WLRN America's editor, Tim Paget. Tim, first, remind us what caused these widespread protests in Colombia. Well specifically it was a very unpopular
1: tax increase proposed by conservative Colombian president Iván Duque. It was meant to aid the economy which has been hit very hard by the pandemic, but ordinary Colombians felt Duque was putting too much of the tax burden on them. That matters a lot in Colombia because it has Latin America's second worst level of economic inequality. Almost half the country's workforce is in the informal or underground economy. Those are the folks who've suffered most during the pandemic lockdowns. And on top of that, they have little or no access to government relief benefits. So many of those families right now say they can't afford three meals a day. So where do things stand now, especially regarding Colombia's international image? More than 40 people have died and hundreds are reported missing. Duque has withdrawn his tax plan, and he now seems closer to negotiating with the protesters on how to fix Colombia's inequality. He's had to, really, because Colombia's image has taken a big hit due to the police brutality, which human rights groups blame for most of the deaths. Last week, a teenage girl died by suicide after she claimed riot police raped her. The government's now investigating that case. That certainly doesn't mean there hasn't been violence on the protesters' side. They've set fire to police stations. But the excessive military style crackdown by Colombian police has made the situation
0: much worse. But conservative politicians in Colombia and Republican politicians here in South Florida, they have their own take on what's behind this unrest, right? They do. Leaders of Duque's right-wing party and Republican leaders here,
1: such as Senator Marco Rubio, have been insisting that the driving force behind the protest is the radical left, meaning Colombia's Marxist guerrillas, socialist Venezuela, communist Cuba, and what they claim is a big international left-wing movement. There is no evidence to back up that claim. There are no doubt some agitators from that orbit taking part in the protests, but they are not the driving force. This is about economic frustration, not Marxist conspiracy. How then does South Florida politics enter that picture? The same way it entered the picture during last year's presidential election, many of those same Colombian conservatives and South Florida Republicans were scaring Latino voters into believing the lie that if Joe Biden won, he'd let radical socialistas take over Colombia, then Florida, then the U.S., And it worked, and it's still working. An SEA poll out last week indicated Latinos here feel that keeping socialism out of Florida is a bigger issue than jobs. And these Colombian protests raise those fears again? Right. It's a fresh opportunity for that fear-mongering. They're on the airwaves and social media telling Latinos not only that Marxist forces started the protest, but that President Biden and the Democrats are allied with those forces, as Senator Rubio suggested last week. Conservative Colombian expats tell me they believe this could help Republicans in next year's midterm elections and Duque's party in next year's Colombian presidential election. What about the Democrats in all of this? They still have not come up with an effective answer to this kind of Republican messaging. And they need to be careful about overreach themselves on the Colombian protests. They have strongly condemned the police response, but if they call for pulling too much U.S. aid from Colombia's security forces as a result, they risk giving conservatives another opportunity to call them soft on those socialista forces they
0: claim are taking over Colombia and the hemisphere. I've been speaking with WLRN America's editor, Tim Padgett. I'm Luis Hernandez. This is WLRN News.